follow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Welcome to Sonic Society Season 12, Episode 498. I'm your host coming to you from the new year in Canada, Jack Ward. And I'm your host coming from the new year in the old country of England, David Alt. Happy New Year, Jack. Happy New Year, David. And did you have a good holiday? Oh, I've had a very restful holiday. And I'm finally ticking off a number of little computer glitch fixes and marking and the sort to be prepared for the new year at school. January is usually the busiest month for me as it's the end of semester one. How, how's your winter festivities? Oh, very nice. Thank you. The usual rounds of seeing family, and we even had an extra special ghost walk at the end of December, looking at uh, different ways of celebrating Christmas and New Year across the world. Past, present, and future ghosts? Did uh, you see it all? I didn't see any of those, but, um, and I don't know if any of my walkies, walkies did this. Do you know the tradition where on New Year's Eve, someone will fast... Uh, no food or drink, stay in a darkened room all of New Year's Eve, and then at midnight they walk to the nearest parish church, walk around it three times, and there they will be met by uh, some supernatural characters and be challenged by them. And if they can meet those challenges, then they will be granted glimpses of the future of the year to come. Wow, I've never heard that. That's ah, pretty cool. Yes, I was researching this all all of uh, last Wednesday. I could do it all in the ghost walk, and it was so much fun. This is Scandinavia, you yeah, say? Southern Sweden. Southern Sweden. Wow. I, that sounds like a perfect idea for a radio drama. Of course, it's what my of mind course, goes yes. to. That would be a great little Christmas radio drama to come up with. I like that. Yeah. That's so much fun. Exactly. So how long are your ghost walks normally? They're generally an hour and a half. Wow. Of walking around the beautiful cathedral city of Ripon. I hope it wasn't too cold for you. It was absolutely freezing. Oh, no. <laughs> we had quite a bitter spell, but it's gotten much more mild. It's about six degrees degrees celsius now so our christmas was 15 degrees oh my. and then it ducked back down on boxing day down back down to five or six but it was just a weird christmas day is that celsius or fahrenheit oh it's Celsius. It's Celsius. We're, okay. we're, we're wow. metric for temperature over here. Oh, you are. You made <laughs> yes. a metric temperature switch. Okay, cool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you're still with miles as opposed to kilometers, right? Of course. Yeah, yes, miles per hour and we do... Pounds. No, we're, we're liters, but we are yards on the motorways. and Yeah, it's it's a strange, it's a funny one over here. Very you, mixed. You still get a pint. <laughs> there you go, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the beginning of the new year and we've got another fantastic show to start us off from Big Oh, the amazing audio drama company that provided us with The Prisoner to promo. None other. So without further ado, let's listen to this promotional release of Episode 1, Part 1 of Survivors, the incredible BBC series brought to you with the magic of sound from Big Finish, right here on the Sonic Society.
Do you want one or two eggs, Martin? <clears throat> Go on, I'll have three. Let's push the boat out. Thanks, love. You don't mind taking them to church on your own? I'm sorry. I'll never get everything done if I don't go in. For you, my darling, anything. Hey, you two. Careful where you're kicking that ball. Shouldn't they be getting ready? Oh, don't worry, love. All done. Thought it'd save time. All done? Great shot, <sighs> Simon. Oh, Martin, they're not doing that in their best shoes. Hmm, good. Actually, Diane's not bad either. We'll have them both playing for England one day. Wickham Wanderers, at the least. <coughs> you two, put that away and come inside. Oh, whatever's going around the school, they seem to have escaped. How are you feeling? <clears throat> Bit of a sniffle. <clears throat> I'll take something. I should go in tomorrow. Half the South East team's out, even Malcolm. Malcolm? I thought he never took a day off sick. All the more commission for me. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> you know what they say. Feed a cold... <clears throat> oh, that'll be Dan. Can you get it? Of course, love. <clears throat> Hello, Dan the man. Morning, Martin. Want a coffee? Come on, Simon. Diane, you heard your mother. A couple of centre-forwards <clears throat> you've got there. <coughs> Helen said you weren't feeling the best. Might be starting with this flu. <coughs> Not of it about. So I've heard. <coughs> Did you say coffee? I'd love a cup. No time for that. Look, get them changed before you go. Don't want Reverend Harwood to think we're raising a couple of scruffs. Oh, that's me told. <clears throat> Bye, darling. See you later. Come on, Dan. I'll make you coffee at the office. Bye then, Martin. Uh, next time, eh? What? <laughs> Careful, kids. In you go. <coughs> Super Mum's made breakfast. Bye, Dan. Don't let her work you too hard. I won't. Sorry, Dan. I know it's a nerve getting you in at the weekend. You're a lifesaver. I do what I can. I promise I'll make you that coffee when we get there. Assuming Tina bought some in. We can't all be as efficient as you. You should get a rise, Hells. They were running the place by the end of last week. Tell that to Mr Winters. <laughs> Don't worry, I will. Trouble is, I've spent so much time doing everyone else's work, I've ended up with a pile of my own. Not to mention the payroll. Don't blame me if you don't get your wages on Friday. No time to lose, then. I'm trying to line up some interviews myself. Might actually get hold of someone today. Your hospital thing? Yeah. I'm thinking we could make it a series. Run up to Christmas, overwork nurses, budget cuts, that kind of thing. Well, this winter flu seems to be everywhere. Half Diana's class were off on Friday, and most of Martin's office. Everywhere I've spoken to stretched already. I dread to think what it'll be like if it keeps up all the way to New Year. Will you be around to lend me a hand tomorrow? Ah, I'm on the road. Chasing down the hospital administrators. But nobody wants to go on record. Our local MP seems to have gone missing too. I tell you what, I'll try and get in for the afternoon. Thanks. So, how did it go? Friday night? Don't ask. <laughs> that well, eh? Not really. I was stood up. No. Do people really do that? No phone call? No apology? Afraid so. Or maybe it's just me. Oh, Dan. Maybe they were ill. I tell you what, give me their number. I'm just in the mood to read someone on a riot act. No, <laughs> I don't think anyone deserves that. <laughs> Your call, madame? Thanks. Brad? Bradley, can you hear me? Do you mind? Open your mouth, please. What do you want me to do? No, not you, Brad. Are you sick? No, it's something going around the hotel. Maddie, listen, 
Slow down. Your mother can't get out of New York? Can't say I'm devastated, but Tammy too? What's going on there? No idea. Get home and we'll find out. We're cool, okay, hon? Yeah, the merger's a done deal. The main guy was out sick, but he finally signed on Friday. Great. So, you got time to be a tourist? Yeah, I saw Buckingham Palace yesterday. I'm getting a cab to the airport now. When do you land? There's a Chicago connection. I'll be into St. Louis about 7 tonight. Can you pick me up, sweetie? Thanks. And don't forget, I'm seeing the guy to go through the menus on Tuesday. Thought that was the flower guy. No. Menus Tuesday, flowers Wednesday. <sighs> you did pick up your suit, didn't you, Brad? Miss Price, your taxi's here? G- I've gotta go, sweetie. See you tonight. Bye. Bye. Uh, love you. Your suitcase, madame? Ms. Thanks, I'll take it myself. Good morning, good morning. Glad to see so many of you have managed to drag your alien carcasses out of bed this fine winter morning. It's not as if it's anything important, only your whole academic future, that's all. Now, if you were paying attention last week, then you'll know I like to set a little end-of-term test before we break for Christmas. Which is why I grant you the opportunity of these refresher lectures to which I must say I thought there would be rather more takers. So let us see where to begin. Emil Durkheim, 1858 to 1917, one of the founding fathers of the modern social sciences. Sociology as an academic subject was virtually unknown before the end of the 19th century. It became Durkheim's ambition to establish a scientific discipline of social study one which relied on firm methodological principles. Positivism, proof of concept, not simply philosophical speculation. (coughs) Yes, thank you. (coughs) France was in the process of rebuilding after falling to the might of Prussia. Broadly speaking, you had the Catholic Conservatives on the one hand pushing for a return to traditional values, while on the other, the Radicals were all for revolutionary reforms. And Durkheim is usually numbered among the Conservatives. He saw law and religion as playing a vital role in civilising society. Without these norms to constrain their behaviour, he wrote, Humans develop insatiable appetites, limitless desires, and general feelings of irritation and dissatisfaction. In short, the human animal, left to its own devices, is anti-social. Yes, I said thank you, Mr Lewis, you're here now, no need for the theatrics. As I was saying, without the constraints of society, human instinct leads us to be self-centred, greedy, insatiable, and competitive. Durkheim called this anomie. The term can be understood to mean without law, but Emile uses it in the sense of a lack of a secure framework, one within which people feel a sense of moral regulation and social integration. Not so much rules of state, but rather a social consensus which creates an organic solidarity. 
announced that Parisian Airways Flight 305 to Charles de Gaulle has been cancelled. We ask all passengers to please be patient. Remain in the terminal and we will inform you as soon as a replacement flight has been scheduled. We apologize for the continuing delays to our transatlantic departure. Will passengers please remain in the terminal building for further information updates? Hey! Hey! Transglobal Flight 915 to Chicago. Any news? Do you mind? We were here first. Since last <clears throat> night? I don't think you were. Sorry, madam. We're still waiting to hear. You were happy enough to check my luggage yesterday evening. I could do with a change of clothes. Now, how about getting me another flight? It's not so busy, I'll take anything that gets me back to the States. We're all in the same boat. Wait your turn. <sighs> if only we were in a boat, I'd have gotten there faster. Can you place a call for me? I, I need to get a hold of my fiancé, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm sorry, madam. The international lines are all unavailable. Still? <sighs> okay, then. Can I call my London office? I got the number right here. I'm really very sorry. The local exchanges are down, too. If you'd like to retake your seat over in the lounge, we'll let you know just as soon as we... Unbelievable! What kind of cockamamie country are you running here? It's one of the oldest in the world, madam. Could you fetch Chief Williams, please? Tell him John Redgrave is here to see him. He is expecting me. I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Williams is unavailable Redgrave, Department of Health and Social Security. Please, tell him I've been here for nearly an hour. One hour, try 16. Here, my credentials. Of course. One minute, Mr. Redgrave. I'll go and find him. <sighs> Special treatment, huh? It is a very testing time for all the airport staff. I'd ask that you remain calm. Please allow those in authority to do their jobs. Passengers are reminded for their own safety. Once you pass through security, please remain within your assigned departure lounge. I don't see much of anything going on. They're herding people into the terminal, but not so key to actually send them anywhere. Mr. Redgrave, <coughs> if you'd like to come with me. Certainly. Please be patient, miss. Ma hey! Hey, what about us? What are we, freight cattle? Ca Hello, is anybody listening? Do you mind not coughing in my direction? God. Martin? Martin? Oh no. Our connection's gone again. <coughs> so, it's true. You have taken this place over. No sign of Mr. Winters. Someone's got to make sure we don't end up printing nothing but holiday ads. I thought I might as well use his office. Oh, the chair suits you. Sorry to bother you. Uh, spare batteries for my tape recorder? I asked Tina. Left-hand cabinet, third drawer down. I tried calling to let you know. The lines keep dropping. Too few operators at the exchanges, apparently. Aha. The same story at the hospital. I got a nurse at Wickham General to agree to see me this evening. Off the record. That's why I don't want this thing running down. This thing's going national. International, maybe. Did you hear the news? Is anyone else on it? I'm trying to get through to News Group's office. I think it should be our lead. Local effects of a nationwide problem. Let's personalise it. Old ladies in hospital corridors. Take a camera, see if any of them will give you a picture. Use your charm. Dan? 
What is it? The thing is, I think it could get bigger. How do you mean? They're saying there have been some fatalities. Well, that's not unusual for winter flu. The elderly, people with heart trouble, breathing problems. No. From what I've heard, these are young people, healthy people. How many? Quite a few. I'm trying to get it confirmed, but it's difficult pinning anyone down. I'll need it first thing tomorrow if we want to run it. I'll definitely keep trying head office, see if they've heard from Winters. Helen, how's Martin? Dosed up with paracetamol, home with the kids. They're not in school? They both came down with a temperature after church. Tina says the school's closed anyway. They turned her Debbie away. Not enough staff. (coughs) What about you? I'm fine, honestly. Why don't you go home? Check up on them. Don't worry, we'll all be fine. Go on, give Tina a hand with the layouts. No problem. Listen, Hells, I could swing by your house on the way to my interview. Layouts. Tina, go on before she puts the horoscopes on the front page. Okay, if you're sure. I was wondering, can I get through to the check-in desk and collect my luggage? I've been wearing the same clothes since yesterday. So I want everyone to stay in the lounge, miss. Miss. These doors are locked. What's that? Miss. What? Chains? With padlocks? Is that even legal? Please, don't do that. Hey! Hey, don't touch me. Wait. A gun? Step back from the doors, please. What, what are we, prisoners? Quarantine, miss. Emergency orders. Quarantine? Is this anything to do with that government guy turning up this morning? No comment, huh? Well, I thought you British policemen didn't carry guns. It's for everyone's safety, miss. Safety, huh? I guess I'll go back to my VIP couch. And it's Miz. Welcome, welcome. A rather more intimate gathering today, which is probably fortunate given the enforced change in venue. Now, the one good thing about us all being in my office is that I can make everyone a cup of tea. I may even have enough mugs to go around. Ah, the power's out here too, so it's not just the lecture hall. I suppose then, um, shall we get started? Now, we covered Emil Durkheim yesterday. Today we turn to one of his German contemporaries, Max Weber. As you'll all know from your extensive reading, while Durkheim's thinking is often viewed as a reaction to some of the established Marxist ideas, Weber's theories go even further. Excuse me. Ah, come in, Mr. Lewis. Better late than never. I think we can squeeze you in. Where is Miss Dawson today? <coughs> I'm, I'm not coming in. I, I... I thought you should know, sir. 
Oh, what's the excuse, then? Hmm? I expected of you, Mr. Lewis, but it's not at all like... She's dead. <laughs> I couldn't wake her. Charlotte died to Dr. Gillison last night. <coughs> oh. I... I'm so terribly sorry. Thank you. Thank you for informing me. I, uh... They're saying everyone should check in with their families. Of course. At times such as these, we, uh... I mean, it's important that we, uh... Families. I suggest we all go home to our families. See your parents, make sure they, uh... When something like this happens, we come to realise what really matters. Go on, all of you. Class is dismissed. Would you like a roll, dear? Frightfully glad we stocked up. Now they've run out. No, thank you. My husband's lost his appetite, too. Our niece is in Chamonix, invites us skiing every Christmas. We were delayed last year as well. Stripes. Chamonix, how nice. Well, that's France, you know. A bit of mountain air will make us all feel better. <coughs> you think it'll be much longer? I hope not. They said to wait. They'll tell us when the plane's ready. Though, you normally see them going past on the tarmac. That's it. I've had enough. I've been here 36 hours with no information at all since last night. What's going on? You can hide, but I'm an attorney. And you do not want to get on the wrong side Madam, of the United States. Please, please calm down. Our ground staff are doing the best they can in extraordinarily trying circumstances. You! <laughs> Mr... Redgrave, John Redgrave. I'd politely request that you lower your voice. Please, Miss... Ms. Price. Maddie Price. I do understand your frustration. Oh, do you? Do you even know that the food's run out? I mean, if this is the VIP lounge, I hate to think what's going on in coach. Uh, please, Miss Price, return to the seating area... I'll see to it the soft drink trolleys are replenished shortly. Mr. Redgrave, I am not moving one inch from this desk. If you people do not start explaining yourselves, I'll be handing out my business card to every passenger in this lounge, along with a no-win, no-fee guarantee, false imprisonment, class action against the British government, kind of thing that makes a career. Uh, Miss Price, there really is no need for such drastic measures. What do you suggest? I'm getting married next week, so I got one or two things I need to get back and work out. I'm sorry that you are being inconvenienced. Rest assured, we are making every effort to ensure passenger safety. Yeah, let me get this straight. You're ensuring passenger safety by locking us up under threat of being shot. Miss Price, you are being deliberately obtuse. It's only right that certain precautions are put in place. Hey, what's the matter? Please, keep away. I'm asking you to stay clear of this area. Everybody stay back, miss. It's all right, officer. She's with me. Sorry, Mr. Redgrave. They're dead. This whole family. They're not breathing. Not moving. What the... Uh, officer, have the body put with the others. Uh, could everyone please move to the other side of the lounge? Don't be alarmed. The situation is under control. Others? What the hell's going on? Miss Price, you're a lawyer, 
aren't you? An attorney, company law, but I know enough about civil rights. If we've been placed in danger, I'll be doing a whole lot more than giving out my card. How can I get everyone together and we all stop being so very British? Stop doing as we're told. Your name's at the top of the writ, John Redgrave. Then please allow me to plead my case. Follow me. doing here? You look awful. Thanks. You know what I mean. It's happening everywhere. Businesses grinding to a halt. No one expects you to keep running the place single-handed. <coughs> Dan, you were right. I spoke to Sir Rodney at Newsgroup. You got through to Sir Rodney? He got through to me, actually. Late yesterday afternoon, he said to spike your story. He doesn't want his newspaper group to be responsible for fanning the flames of panic. Someone should tell him. People can already see something's gone wrong. The hospital simply can't cope with so many people falling ill at once. (coughs) I know. (coughs) He's up there in his ivory tower, but the news will filter through eventually. I just passed the bus station. The queues were out along the street. And you should see the lines at the garages. Everyone's stocking up in case the pump attendants call in sick. And the tanker drivers. It's a small Mercy Martin's not on the road. (coughs) It's not just petrol. They were out of bread at my corner shop. No idea when they'd get more in. Garages, corner shops, supermarkets. They all need people to deliver. All this modern convenience. We forget, we still need human beings to turn the wheels. Like the schools. Not enough teachers. Parents have to stay at home whether they're ill or not. It's a (coughs) domino effect. I told you this feature had legs. School closures. What I need is someone from the council... Oh, sorry, Hells. How are the kids? They still had a fever this morning. Oh, don't worry. They're strong. Besides, we have a medicine cabinet full of pills. I'm surprised you can't hear me rattling. <coughs> Hells, maybe you should be home as well. You really don't look all that great. Thanks. Again. <coughs> Give it a couple of days. I expect we'll all be through the worst. Why didn't you stay with them? This is important, Dan. You know it, I know it. We have to tell people, especially if the powers that be are trying to cover up their own incompetence. (laughs) Helen, you're burning up. No, I'm taking you home. Daniel, it's me who tells people what to do, not the other way around. Not this time. Here, I've got you. Where's your bag? Here. But, Dan... Come on. It's not like there's anyone else here you're letting down. (coughs) The paper can wait. Let's get you home. (coughs) Gotta tell ya, I am not used to being marched at gunpoint. Try if you can go and help Wallace with the uh, removal. Yes, sir. Uh, Miss Price, I'd much rather you were with me than spreading panic among the passengers. Panic? I saw what just happened. Maybe they're right to panic. I'm in the process of assessing the situation... Then I can work out the appropriate steps. You don't know what you're doing, do you? I need to speak with the relevant people at the Department of Health. Haven't you heard? Phones are down. How exactly are you going to do that? Someone... Someone will be along to take charge of the situation shortly. The way I see it, nobody's in charge right now. And if they don't get here before, uh, I have to This way, please, Miss Price, I'm... please, I'll explain. Where are we going? What's through here? 
terminal security. I've taken an office just along the corridor. Where are the people? Customs, baggage handlers? I don't want unnecessary alarm. As well as everything else, I'd rather we didn't have mass hysteria on our hands. You've got dead bodies in the VIP lounge. I'd say it's a little late for that. Uh, Miss Price, we're here. This is my office. Please, come in. Pels? Helen? Wait here. You're in no fit state to be walking anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. see if Martin can give me a hand. What are you saying, Dan? Was I asleep? Where are we? Your house, Hells. It took a little longer than I thought to get here. Well, a lot longer. Dan, my head is pounding. Don't worry. I'm fetching Martin. Where's your key? In my bag. I'll be right back. Hello? Anyone home? Martin? Simon? Neil? Where? Where are you? Williams, head of security. He has a fever. Last time he woke, he was rather delirious. I've given him some medication, but it doesn't seem to have had any effect. Nothing seems to have any effect. This thing, this sickness, it, it's everywhere? You were right, Miss Price. I, I don't know what to do. Well, I need to get home. I need to get home right you may now. You not have realised, but there have been no transatlantic aircraft in or out of Britain for just under 48 hours now. European flights stopped completely early yesterday morning. But St. Louis, I need to get home to St. Louis. Chicago, anywhere. It I'm doesn't matter to me. we're I... no more capable of air travel today than our great-grandparents were a century ago. The entire system has ground to a halt. Any intercontinental journey is at present a fantastical dream. From what I gather, the United States has it even worse. New York was into its second day of blackout. What? My being sent here was a precaution. I was asked to lock down and quarantine the terminal to try to contain any possible spread of this influenza. You knew? We weren't prepared for this. It's rather more serious than I'd been led to believe. Hold on. Quarantine? What's the point of a quarantine if the illness is already out there? Uh, I... We didn't know that for sure. It's been difficult to pin down the source, the spread of the infection. Early symptoms are very much like those of the regular seasonal flu viruses. You mean... You didn't even know it was out there... Until it was way too late? Some of our people were suggesting it might be a mutated strain. Obviously, I don't know what the latest opinion is on that. It was thought the best course of action was to isolate the ports and prevent any further influx. 
like I said, too late. He's on fire. Can't we do anything for him? I've been giving him aspirin since yesterday. There's a flannel and cold water in the bowl on the desk. If you really want to do something, Miss Price, you could mop the poor man's brow. Daniel? Daniel! No, Helen, <coughs> stay there. You mustn't try to move. What is it, Dan? What's happened? Get back in the car. Oh, God. Helen, I'm sorry. But can I go inside? No, no. We need to get you to the hospital. Now. Where's, where's Martin? Dan, talk to me. Where's Martin? Where are my children? I flew in from Brussels last week. I was among several people on the flight taken ill. I had a fever for two days, but recovered. My secretary did not. Those people in the offices, the hotel, the terminal, coughing and sneezing. If it's been transmitted via the usual means, there's every chance you've been exposed. Everyone in the terminal has. I don't know whether it's a more powerful strain that's come in from abroad, or if it's just that certain people are more vulnerable than others. You don't know much. That is painfully true, I'm afraid, Miss Price. (sighs) Sorry, go on. Well, we assumed an incubation period of five to seven days, followed by a fever lasting anything upwards of 24 hours. Beyond that... We're only starting to see that now. You're forcing the stopper back on the bottle after the genie got out? What good's it going to do to keep people here? This way we're seen to be doing something. My colleagues were sent to Gatwick, Dover. I was supposed to liaise with Mr. Hedges and Mr. Lawton at the other terminals, but communications appear to have broken down. I need to call Brad, my fiancé. Does the phone in this office have any... I'm afraid... uh, I can't even reach the next terminal. I was instructed to quarantine this one, you see. We have the population at large to consider. How many people go through this airport every day? Thousands? Tens of thousands? I mean, it's... It's not so busy now, but if this thing started spreading last week... The government you guys will be taking have... action. Medical centers, emergency provision. In a week or two, when the outbreak has passed its peak, things will start returning to normal. A few more months, and you and your family can celebrate your nuptials. Just a little later than planned. I'm sure the wedding cake will keep. Why don't the phones work? Why can't you actually find anything out? At present, we've no way of knowing how far or how wide this has spread. My intention is to sit tight and await instructions. Although now, it it seems... I think you can stop tending to Chief Williams, Miss Price. He stopped breathing a little while ago. Martin? What? What's happening? No, Hells. It's Daniel. We're going to hospital. 
trying to, anyway. Hospital? Where, where are we? It's dark. Traffic's stopped. They're queuing up the hill. It's taken us nearly an hour to cover the last half a mile. <laughs> Another empty one. I'll have to go round. <laughs> empty? People getting out and walking. Although, I haven't seen anyone pass for a while now. Have I been asleep? Drifting. In and out. I'd say we walk too, but it's another mile and a half. I don't think you're up to it. It's so dark. What time is it? Gone seven. I can't get anything on the radio. I'm so... I'm so tired. In my head. My throat. Everything hurts. I can feel lumps under my arms. Here, take some more of these. My house. I remember. We were in the driveway. Dan, where's Martin? Here. A bit of tea to wash them down. If I'd thought, I could have filled it from the tap. But... Oh! 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 Dan? What the... What is it? What's happening? Oh, God. The streetlights, they've gone out. Power cut, right across town. What are we going to do? It's ridiculous. We're less than ten miles from home, and I can't do a thing to help. Martin! Don't leave me! Please! Helen, Martin's not here. He... It's Daniel, your friend, Dan. Where... Where are the children? They're sleeping. Helen, get some rest. I've a torch and blankets in the boot. I won't leave you. Don't worry. Whatever happens, I won't leave you. Mr. Stevens? Mr. Stevens, it's only me, Fiona. Sorry to disturb you. You wanted to know... There's more sick with it now. Five of them, lying on their sides. Breathing all funny. Eight more with their udders all red and swollen. It's like you said, if we don't get the milk out, make them poorly. I'd done my best. I tried, I really did, but... I just can't do it on my own. It's spreading from one to another. <coughs> Mr. Stevens? I... I'll get you some water. Oh, that's another thing. Horrible brown colour it is. Still, boil it. Reckon it'll be alright. Mr. Stevens? No one's coming to help us, are they? Here, Ted, come here. Come to Fiona. Leave your dad alone. He's not up to seeing you now. I'll have to do. Not seen Miss Tabby in days. She's usually first at the gate come milking time. Maybe she don't like hearing him sick either. I've decided, Mr Stevens, for myself. I mean, Brian, Terry, Sue and all the others... We haven't been around since last week, and I ain't seen another living soul since Monday. 
Security. <coughs> he managed to get the diesel generators back on. At least we'll have heat and light for tonight. Tonight? What? You're not keeping everyone locked up in here for another night. I have my instructions. If I were to let them go, and if it were to contribute to... If? We're way beyond if now, Mr. Redgrave. Look at them. The only reason they're not riding is because they're all too safe to move. <coughs> Miss Price? What do you know? I don't feel too great myself. In case you hadn't noticed, well, we're not passengers anymore. We're patients with no doctors. That's why we should wait. The military will be mobilized. In circumstances such as these, martial law would be declared. So why haven't they paid us a house call? Things ain't going to plan. I've been trying to organize a wedding, John. Believe me, things never do. <coughs> all there is. The same message, over and over. Since eight this morning. I can't find anything else. Oh, great. Shouldn't have left it running. You kept us warm. You did your best. For me. And the battery's dead. Oh! Daniel. Stop. Please, just stop. Sorry. How are you feeling? You slept a bit. Where are my family? Tell me, Dan. I don't want to go. Not without knowing. Go? Helen, you're not going anywhere. Dan, please. Tell me. We are so close. There'll be medicine, doctors. <coughs> <coughs> That's what you need. Half a mile, that's all. Talk to me, please. Hello in there. You awake? Oh, God. This one's empty. 
Looks like you're still stuck with just me. Right. Let's get you comfortable. Shan't be long. Dad, don't leave me. Hells, I've got no choice. I know, I'll get a wheelchair. Have you riding up there in style. Dad. Be back before you know it. And that's this week's show. Please return with us next week as we'll conclude the first episode of Big Finish's Survivor Series. And if you're as excited about this as I am, go please run to BigFinish.com today and reserve your own copy of the full series. And do please tell them that the Sonic Society sent you. Indeed. So until next week, we've got just one more episode before the great 500th episode of the Sonic Society regular season, which mm. is 700 in total. Please leave us notes and messages at SonicSociety at gmail.com and as always Always check out evicuna.com for more great original Electric Vicuna productions. And until next week, I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Good night. Good night. The Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do nothing. Not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.